is up, Doe? Welcome to another edition of the Pixel and Roll Show, where we discuss a frustrating basketball team, your Washington Wizards. Hello, everyone. This is Adam McGinnis. It is March 6th, 2016. Why can't we have nice things? Why, as Wizards fans, can we not have good things? I, I don't understand. I don't know. Why are my online dates seem to be futile? No answers, but I do know the problems and the questions. And currently, the Washington Wizards are 30 and 32. They had a, a miserable weekend. They got blown up by the Cavs, 108 to 83 on Friday. They lost a heartbreaker to the Indiana Pacers at home last night, 100 to 99. Tough, tough losses. So the last podcast, I was with Rashad, it's 30 and 30. We're finally 500. Ready to finally make this push for the playoff run. Got a winning streak. You have these two games coming up. And hopefully you would split one and one. And not only did they get beat, they got beat, got whooped by the Cavs on ESPN. Very frustrating game. The game was over. It was embarrassing. And then last night, you hope they can take care of business against a team, Indiana, and just did not get it done. They played terribly in the second half offensively. And then, of course, let's add a pelvic strain to Bradley Beal. So now we went from 500, everything's feeling good, to two straight losses, and now I'm right back on the ledge. So with me today to talk me, well, he doesn't need to talk me off the ledge. He can't really do that. But uh, I'm always going to be there because we're Wizards fans. We always expect the worst. With me today, first first guest from, from Europe, uh, big-time listener of the show, which I, which I love. Probably it's, it's going to be... Been a long time since he has spoken English for a long time to someone, which will be will be fun. Our Polish correspondent, all the way in Poland, Mister Mister Bartos. Bartos, tell tell the people your name. First of all, what is up, man? How how about it? I butcher your name, dude. What's up, bro? <laughs> hey, it was good, man. Uh, thanks for having me. Uh, uh, my name is Bartos Bielecki. <laughs> That's the realest pronunciation. Uh, but you didn't butcher it at all, so it's all good, man. <laughs> Uh, so is 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 the wizard watching the wizards from over uh, in your part of the world is is frustrating and miserable experience as it is here in the nation's capital? <laughs> I don't know if it isn't even worse. <laughs> oh, I I can sleep at night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because the game started at midnight. The game started at midnight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much it. It starts and usually it starts at one a.m. Uh, yesterday I've been working until, until uh, 5 a.m. So because I was covering uh, the Polish night for for Polish media, uh, so yeah, it was very very frustrating. <laughs> you, well, well, let's let's we first before we get before we get into to this this team. I'm going to say frustrating over and over. Just yeah. tell, tell tell people about your background. I, I know you've contributed to our site. Kyle found found you. I don't know. I don't know the whole particulars of that. I forget. I think you probably told me before. I know. You've done a lot of translation for us. You've got a lot of good scoops because because mm-hmm. Mar- Marcin, uh, Mr. Gortat from from uh, from Poland, is very candid in America, and he has very good English. But I know he's really candid <laughs> in Poland. <laughs> so so what what what? Uh, how did you come about? You know, following the Wizards and you know being a part of uh, this great community of ours. Uh, well, it's. 
it, it was me who found Kyle, not the other way around, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to do this. Yeah. It, it, it was my, uh, it was my hobby, actually. I, I liked, I always liked writing about basketball and I always took interest in it. Uh, I've been following Gortaz ever since he, he started his career in the NBA because uh, I've been a huge NBA and not only NBA fan. Uh, so yeah, um, but I've never been a huge fan of of, of the teams he, he played for. Uh, I like the Magic team that he played for uh, when they went to the finals. They were a, a good shooting team. Uh, they had Dwight Howard in the post, so it was really 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 good team that made the finals. Even though they, their their point guard was Jeremy Wilson at the time, um, but I hated the the Suns team that that Gordon played for and. Uh, it was really painful for me to, to watch Gortat uh, play alongside a point guard like uh, Goran Dragic, especially after he uh, played a, a season. I think it was just one season with Steve Nash. Uh, uh, and I think Steve Nash was really the, the one who was responsible for, for making Gortat uh, shine in the NBA. He, he was the one responsible for, for, Gortat, for, for, for his big money in these upcoming years. Uh, so yeah, uh, then he was traded to Washington, and that's how I came about uh, writing for for Truth About. Um, and th- that's the team that I really, really um, felt for, uh, if that's the right word, right uh, word to use. Uh, well, I've been watching every every Wizards game. I watched every Wizards game ever since Gortat joined them, and most of them I watched live. So it's like like I said, in the middle of the night usually. Uh, but I really got into it and I can't imagine, I can't see my life without Wizards basketball anymore. Wow. That, that is great. That's very, uh, inspirational considering some days I wonder why I am a Wizards fan and why do I do a podcast of a struggling <laughs> team? And I'm like, well, and I would say like, people be like, oh, I'm done. I'm over the Wizards. I, you know, DC sports in general are a very futile endeavor. Again, I'll use futile for this, the second second time out of another translation in, in Poland. But then to see someone inspired to be a part of this frustrating, underachieving, mediocre, whatever something is gonna looks like finally they've got over the hump. Oh, we went to the playoffs. Oh, we, we want a playoff series. Oh, we want a playoff series again. We're gonna we're gonna go to the next level, the next step. And then as we've seen, this season has been a slog. It has been mo- up and down, but not the ups haven't even been that up. Uh, I ask every guest the first time, what is your, how, what is your feelings and thoughts of the season so far, uh, as the Wizards here sit 62 games into the campaign? Uh, I'm not gonna be original. <laughs> I'm gonna say frustrating. Uh, that's the word, perfect word to describe, describe this season. And, uh, you know, I've been really uh, looking forward to, to see this team play after seeing their preseason. Uh, they look great in the preseason. I remember, uh, it, I think it was your piece uh, about uh, Blogger Bowl, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Right about h- how great they were playing. They finally fulfilled the dreams of every Wizards fan. Uh, and then, reality check, they aren't good at all. <laughs> and... Uh, Mostly it's the defense, right? So I really like how, how they're playing on offense. So, so I can not fall asleep at nights because their offense actually looks good most of the time. Uh, and 
it makes their their games watchable. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's been frustrating, and especially the fact that they've been losing recently uh, to the teams that they were supposed to beat, that they had to beat, really. And I mean, the games and uh, in, in Miami or Chicago or even last night's game against uh, the Pacers that was a really must win for them, I think. Yeah, it, it it was a tough one. Let's let's start in in Cleveland. So they beat the Cavs last Sunday when LeBron does not play, and then be, then LeBron had a really bizarre week where he started these weird odd tweets. He left and went and hung out with Dwayne Wade in Miami. Then he wouldn't answer why he made these cryptic tweets like "Who are you talking about?" Very passive aggressive. I, you know, as as most Wizards fans still have the the wounds of LeBron and the Gilbert Arenas years, which you probably I don't know how familiar you are with those as someone that's been more new to the team, but <laughs> but they go back. We go back. I mean, I was in Game Six, uh, Damon Effin Jones when Gilbert Arenas missed the free throws and Damon Jones hits the winning shot, and that series the, the Wizards should should have beat them. They did not, and it was actually the first win of LeBron, uh, first playoff series victory of LeBron because he didn't make the playoffs his first year, so it was his second year. So over the years, Wizards fans were kind of on LeBron and hating him with Sean Stevenson and Soldier Boy, and, and not to go through not to go through all those details. Everyone listening probably is aware of those things, but then. He goes to Miami, has a decision, and then now all the national media started hating him. And Wizards fans would be like, no, 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 we were first hating him. <laughs> like, we, we hated the Braum before all the rest of you people did. <laughs> and then it would always be, there was so much media backlash to him that I was, it was difficult because then I found myself defending the Braum from this, like, unfairness attack. But it was good for the NBA to have a villain. And then for him to go back to Cleveland and honestly last year have a successful season, I mean, now the, now it seems kind of an accomplishment to beat this Warriors team two games in a series, especially without Kyrie and Kevin Love. Now when we look back at them, I'm like, hell, that's almost a bigger achievement than maybe your title in Miami. Uh, I, I know that that's, that seems kind of weird and odd, but so now the, so now LeBron's back in the Cavs. So we're back hating on LeBron because now he's back in the Cavs. The Wizards had played the Cavs. Uh, they won in Cleveland, first team to beat them earlier this year in, in Cleveland. John Wall was sensational. Uh, the Cavs smoked them in D.C. Kyrie Irvin was hard to stop in the fourth quarter. So they go last Sunday, the third matchup, and no LeBron. The Wizards crushed them. They looked amazing for the first three quarters. They up by 30 at one point in the fourth quarter. And then they come on Friday night, and they play them. LeBron, like I said, has this weird week. It's on ESPN. They're talking about it. It's a sports talk radio topic. LeBron... I can't defend him on this one. I don't think it's the media's fault. He he brought all this on to himself. What's your viewpoint of LeBron's week? And I know you're an NBA fan, so you probably somewhat follow this before we get into the game. Uh, well, the point that I make is that the Cavs are actually way better without Kevin Love. I think that's something that um, many people don't think about, really, because Kevin Love is still a great player, but uh, when they moved, uh, when they moved uh, LeBron to the power forwards, but um, they really got better on, especially in defense, right? I don't know if you if you share this opinion with me, but uh, it really showed how, how they uh, stopped Wizards fast break with uh, LeBron at the four, and just their their game, just playstyle, just looked way way better. And uh, I think they they were in like a 
a bit of a crisis right there with those with these tweets that you mentioned, and not only that, they they weren't playing that that gold that, that good. They they lost to the Wizards and they followed with a loss to the Raptors, uh, and and they really needed that win against the Wizards. Uh, they they, they seek revenge. Uh, they were looking to win, just win some games and. I wasn't even that mad at the Wizards that they lost to them uh, in Cleveland. In Cleveland, because uh, I wasn't really hoping they would they would they would achieve anything there. Yeah, it, it was bizarre. Game. John Wall got some early foul trouble in the game, and he got subbed out. The Wizards only trailed by four points in the first quarter, and the second quarter, Cleveland outscored them thirty-two to nineteen. There were some weird lineups. Garrett Temple couldn't make a shot. Otto Porter was invisible. They both combined for 1 of 10, 0 of 5 from 3. Uh, Markeith Morris's defense and Gortat, they both were struggling big time on defense, especially with LeBron at the 4, like you mentioned, and in, in, and in transition. And it was really, really poor. Bradley Beal checks into the game, throws the ball to LeBron twice in a row, bad turnovers. LeBron gets breakaway dunks. And that was pretty much it. And it was cruise control in the in the in the second half and I really don't have any takeaways other than it was just disappointing to see a team you knew LeBron was gonna come out, right? You knew the Cavs were gonna respond. Yeah. They're gonna hit him in the mouth. And I and I and I, I do also concede that the Cavs do look better uh without Kevin Love, especially when LeBron can play the four and gives them more shooting, more spacing. And LeBron's not sh- and LeBron's not shooting that well this year from the outside. So you know it gets him more in the lane and makes him a tough matchup uh, for for opponents, even more tougher than LeBron is. So it was just disappointing to have that be, that game be on national TV. The Wizards have not had many national TV games. Now John Wall had some had some, what did John Wall finish with? He ended up with 17 points, had seven assists, eight rebounds, two turnovers in 27 minutes. He was pretty much the only one that did well. Markeith Morris had 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 some had some good run. What have you, what have you seen out of uh, the addition of Markeith to the team? Oh, I think it's been great, and I remember that podcast that you had uh, Troy on it, and and he really was all in for Markeef and tried to convince you that it was a good trade, and uh, <laughs> it was really good for me to to see somebody to hear somebody uh, with my that that shared, shared my opinion about him, and uh, I think it's been it's been a great addition. Um, he he's been way better on defense than I thought than I thought he would be. Uh, he started making some threes recently, and uh, yeah, overall I think he's pretty good. Uh, we all knew he he didn't have a good season in Phoenix this year. Uh, all his uh, shooting stats were were weren't really good, uh, so I wasn't really expecting him to to start making his shots on better percentages uh, than he did in Phoenix, but. Uh, it's gonna. He's gonna let the game come to him, and he's been doing a good job. I think that the Wizards got really, really better at uh, on the defensive side with him, and as well as with rebounding. So uh, he's been definitely a, a really good addition to this team. Uh, but on the other hand, uh, I have uh, I highly doubt the Wizards make the playoffs this year. So they're very likely to, to lose the first round first round pick to, to the Suns and but again on from the other point of view is that Markif Morris is uh, gonna help this this team in the next two or three years more than more than uh, a first round pick would 
So, yeah, I think it, it was a very good trade for the Wizards. And I'm not counting Chris Humphries or the one player as as the loss. They they weren't anywhere near. Uh, like uh, they weren't doing anything for this team at this at this, at that point. So uh, it was pretty much a straight up deal between Mark Diff Morris for first first round pick. And yeah, like I said, it was a it was a really good trade from for me. Yeah, it's frustrating. Once again, frustrating. I'm going to keep saying that word over and over. I mean, <laughs> maybe I need to find out what it is in, in, in Polish. But I, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty similar. Is it's it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Frosta. There you go. It's about Polish Polish people. Give a shout out. I, it, it is, <laughs> shout out Poland. <laughs> there you go. Is is that is the trepidation in the in the worry and the concern among among Wizards fans is yes, it's an upgrade, and this draft is supposed to be weak. So if you if you set it aside like that, then you're like, all right, hey, well you get a better player on a decent contract than you probably would have in in the mid first round, and we see that Randy Whitman doesn't play rookies. Look at Kelly Oubre. We'll probably mess up the pick either. Look at a history of our draft picks. Aside from you know John Wall, Bradley Beal, they've almost missed on every every one in the last five years in a certain sense. You could argue now that is a very futile, very cynical approach, and sometimes it's frustrating because to me it is. Once again, trading another first-round pick. I tweeted after the Cavs game that they have no picks in this draft. They don't play Kelly Oubre, who was the the one pick in the 2015 draft. And they had no picks in the 2014 draft. And this team can't win 50 games. And and it just doesn't seem to me that that is a good way to build an organization and a recipe for success. That is more of a model of, hey, we're one piece away. Let's trade a pick because we're one piece away from a title. Right, we're one piece away from competing. Mm-hmm. We're basically trading away picks so we can make this late season, postseason run to maybe get our ass kicked by Cleveland in the first round. Now I understand that, and it's also I understand why the team did it, and the organization did it. It's just it is it's to see that this leadership in this franchise, people keep like they keep trading away picks to make up for their own mistakes. It's like they keep doing these things over and over, and it drives people crazy. It drives fans nuts. That, that this is, this continually is happening and they don't seem to get over the hump and that you have people doing short-sighted moves to sustain whatever it takes to keep their job, which I understand everybody has self-interest instead of being like, what, how are we best building this franchise for the future? Why, where are the assets that we're building where you're just kind of stuck in this now of, oh, we got to win. So it'd make it more attractive to free agents or, or, uh, you know, Kevin Durant or, or, oh, we, our goal was supposed to be Eastern Conference Finals and we're in, we're currently in 10th place. So, but I understand the move. If, if I separate that and I understand the move on itself, I do approve it. Markeith has been an addition. He's a legitimate rotation player. He's starting now. Uh, his defense still is a little shaky, especially him and Gortat. They, their offense has been pretty well. Markeith has been a better passer than I thought and his shot is getting better and, and I do like some of his post moves and he really knows how to play the game of basketball. Now, is he going to pout again? Is he going to, he, he has a legal matter pending. There's a lot of other things around there. I think with having Dudley and Gortat on the team I, I, stabilizes some of that, I believe, more than if he went to another team where he didn't have a familiarity with some old teammates. Who knows? His mother is nearby. I think those sounds like talking points, but I feel like those do play in a factor. But yeah, it's it's frustrating again. Anyway, let's move on to the the Pacers game. So we go to the Pacers game, and like, okay, they got to win this game. They have three games next week on the road. They're playing Portland, who is playing really well, tough place to play, and they're playing back to back in 
Utah and Denver. Utah is, is fighting for a playoff spot in the West. Denver is scrappy, a lot better than I thought. They're well coached. You also travel. I don't know how aware you are in America, but that is like the elevation is really. So you go up in elevation, which sometimes, yeah, yeah. sometimes I, I know. hurts you. I, I, graduate, I graduated from, uh, uh, I majored in American studies, so I, I'm pretty much, yeah, yeah, so, you know. Yeah, so you're, <laughs> on know, the, you're on the, you know, some, so you're on the West Coast time and then you're also traveling. So yeah. it is tough, it is tough to win those games. I mean, Denver, I think Denver's really good home record, especially over the, the George Carl years when he coached there was a lot due to teams on those back to back nights dealing with that elevation, especially in the second half. I mean, that's a big thing. I mean, I've, I have, a, I'm from Nebraska, which is nearby. I spent a lot of time in Colorado, a lot of friends out there. And, You'll be out there hanging out, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you're like gasping for air. And you're like, "Oh yeah, I'm like, two, I'm like ten thousand feet up in the air. <laughs> it's really high." So the point being is that it's a tough. It's gonna be tough to win these games next week. And now all of a sudden, when they 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 go zero for two, now whoa, what if they lose these three on the road? Now they're lost five in a row, right? And all that momentum and that goodwill that they had built up. And I don't want to make too much about this game last night, but. It was a big game. I mean, they had split Indiana earlier this year. They had beat them. I thought one of their most impressive games of the year uh, in Indiana. Bradley Beal and John Wall looked great. They had gotten smoked by them earlier in the season where uh, Miles and Paul George made like a gazillion threes against them. So this was the rubber match. They only played three times. So there's a chance where the Wizards could go on a winning streak and they're tied with Indiana or Indiana would lose or wherever the standings would be. Like this would be the tiebreaker. And, they played awesome in the first half. They were humming. I mean, the score at halftime was, what was it, 64 to 56. They're up. They're, the offense was playing phenomenal. They were finding shooters. I, I went there as a fan. I uh, hung out with some buddies, so I, I got a, was able to drink some overpriced beer uh, in, the, in the first pass. Uh, yeah, $11 beers. They're, it's great, Mart. It's great. Uh, it, no, it's, it, it sucks. But it, it was because I usually like, covered it as media, so I was there as a fan. Uh, I did see Kyle and Rashad. They were both there covering it, and looked great. I mean, the team was looking all looking awesome. And then they scored thirty five points total in the in the second half. They scored thirty seven in the first quarter. And I saw that you had tweeted that that made that exact points. The offense fell apart. Bradley Beal comes down on a, a obviously Bradley Beal was a big factor in this. He gets hurt in the third quarter with a strained pelvis. I didn't even know you could strain your pelvis. Nasty fall. Uh, injury update is that he is day to day. Well, with this Wizards, you can be day to day and play the next day, or day to day out a month. So take that as you as you will. That 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 issue, that tidbit of info. So so Bart, what did you see uh, from that Pacers game last night? Uh, well, well, I pretty much agree with everything that you said. Uh, they played decent decent basketball in the first half and. Really, after the point that uh, Brad got, got hurt, uh, they were playing well. But once uh, Bill got hurt, he now now their their offense collapsed and stopped making shots, stopped really creating shot opportunities for themselves. Uh, they were losing the ball like crazy. John had like I think seven turnovers, five of which he had in the second half. Uh, so yeah. It, they they had it going the first half, but then second half they didn't didn't do nearly a, as good of a job on the offense, especially on offense because they they improved on defense I think in the second half. 
but then again, they they fouled like crazy, and referees were were calling everything everything that that night, and that's what why I didn't like uh, John's uh, decision to to shoot that final jumper fake way. He 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 shied away from the contact instead of looking for a contact. Actually, I think that he would be better off just driving, forcing his way way down the paint, and no matter what, he had Solomon Hill in front of him. Who appeared to be, to to have been off balance, and I think that if he really wanted to to penetrate, no matter what, uh, he could have drawn contact and increased at least increased chances of winning this ball game for for, for the Wizards. Yeah, no, another big big two big factors that you mentioned about this game. Paul George was unstoppable. Uh, in the yeah. first, in the first half, he was amazing. I don't know what it is about this arena. This is now the third game. It comes to mind of Paul George just going nuts against the Wizards. The, the previous one was, uh, in the playoffs two years ago in game five when he went insane and the Wizards blew a 20 point lead. Earlier this year, I, I don't, I think he had nine threes or eight threes. Last night, he was 13 to 22 from the field, four, seven from three, 38 points. Six rebounds, two assists, uh, made all of his free throws. So he was eight for eight of the free throw line. Uh, the Pacers were 19 to 20 from the free throw line and the Washington Wizards were 15 to 24. So, and not only did they miss these free throws, they missed big ones down the stretch. John Wall missed one in the, in the final Nene. minute, in the, in the final minute. And let's go to, and then Nene, uh, the Wizards are, are tied. Uh, they had, they had got to stop and they go down and they run a play with, I don't know. It, Inside 30 seconds, and they run a screen roll with Nene and John Wall. I saw some people today online mentioning maybe Wall should just try to go up himself. And not why did he pass it back to Nene, knowing Nene's probably going to get fouled and he's a bad free throw shooter. I Watching it live, it seemed like John Wall made the, made the good, uh, good basketball decision. But knowing Nene is basically a 50-50 shot... I can see, I can see where they're coming from. What did you think of that last play before we go into, uh, where I thought it was a bullshit call against the Wizards? Uh, well, I think that they played what Whitman designed for them, and it, it looked like, uh, well, I, we couldn't see, see what he drew up, but, but I could guess that, that, that was pretty much what he wanted. So that's a weird, weird decision for me, uh, to, to, First of all, to keep Nene on the court uh, at this at this point of game of the game, uh, and pretty much he he played the entire fourth, fourth quarter uh, instead of Gortat, which was Gortat didn't have a really good game, but but he he was rebounding like pretty much everything. He he cleaned the boards, and uh, he's a better uh, player to to finish off pick and rolls, I think, and. It, it was a surprising decision to, to see Nene uh, uh, as the one to, to finish this kind of play. Uh, yeah, and like you said, he, he's not a gr- uh, he's not a good free throw shooter, so that's even more surprising that they they, they went for for Nene to finish it. If that was the plan, uh, indeed, right? Yeah. So no, 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 we, no, we don't know it for sure. No, no, <laughs> yeah. no, no. It reminds me is that this is what I witnessed is that. The Wizards gave up two offensive rebounds in, I don't know, I think it was last, early, less than two minutes. It was late in the game, in crunch time. And one of them was an air ball that Gortat didn't really see. So that one I can't really blame on him. 
blame him on that one. But there was a one right before that where someone outworked the ball for him. I don't know if it was it was either Mahimi or or Turner, and they got another big rebound, and they ended up getting a score. They called a timeout and went and went over to Gortat and just fumed and just yelled and yelled at him, and then he subbed him out. And then then well then what happens is they were doing offensive defense, so he would put in an A in Temple for offensive defense, right? And then for for Gortat, but then at the end he just left an A in. I don't know why. I, I think in that situation, uh, you would you would go with Gortat, especially on the pick and roll, or even run a pick and roll with Markeith. I thought that also was working. Markeith had a big bucket down the stretch. Now, what I was pissed about, so so Nene makes one of the free throws. Well, he misses the first one, makes the second one. The crowd was like, oh, you know, deep side. So all they need is one stop. The Pacers run this play on the baseline. Allen Anderson, who, you know, him and Temple actually did at times play George a lot better uh, than they, you know, there was there were stretches where they had some good defense on him, I thought. And Rashad actually wrote about that a little bit today, especially about Temple uh, on Truth About Us website. You can go check that out. Like, so he goes baseline. Now, I don't know from your vantage point, but I thought that that it wasn't like George got fouled on the shot going to the hoop. He got fouled on the way up, which seems like a bizarre way to – you don't really call – with three seconds left in the game, it's like you're, if you're going to call it, it's like you're going to get – when you're going to the hoop, you get hammered, right? To go where he looks like he lost the ball on maybe like a reach-in to call the foul – it seemed like not how you would call that. Now he's a superstar, all star. I get maybe that's how he got the call. I did not think it was a foul. Yeah, I agree. I don't think it was a foul either. Uh, I watched a replay, um, and yeah, it wasn't like it could it could it could have gone either way. At least I mean, uh, like you said, it's three seconds left in the game. They shouldn't call that foul right there. That's too much, too big of a whistle to. To blow right there. So, uh, I mean, that was a good defensive play, and I all I, I got really mad at, at the refs at, at that point. But on the other hand, like I said before, they were they were calling everything at that game. They they were calling every single every single count, and that was kind of predictable that that they would have given George two free throws and. Any pretty much any try of uh, getting to the to the basket. Yeah. So now there's three seconds left in the game. The wizard. So Paul George makes both of his free throws, obviously. And now there's three seconds left in the game. The Wizards have one timeout left. They call it. I I'm actually sitting with my buddy behind that that hoop that John uh, shot the ball, and they run a little side action screen. John gets a ball, and. Shot like a fadeaway, trying to go for. I want to say like he used to try to do this a lot in his like rookie or second year to try to be like some hero ball when his shot actually wasn't that good, but now it's a lot better. So I understand, but part of me wants him maybe to go to the hoop like like he said and maybe get some contact instead of trying to get the oh let me do the the hero fadeaway, which he has been a lot better, especially at that fadeaways. But I can't remember him actually hitting a game winning shot. Uh, yeah, I, I, I can't think of one game with a shot. I've been following John Wall's whole career at the Wizards. I, I can think of some shots that, uh, like a walk-off game, like a walk-off yeah. game winner, a walk-off game winner. Like there's been some times where he's made big buckets, like that ends up being the shot that wins it with like four or five seconds or ten seconds. But I can't remember him actually ever uh, making an end of the game game winner. 
So I think part of him wants that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I think he he tried to replicate. He he had one. I remember the last season against the Hornets, he had uh, this kind of shot. It was I think it was a double overtime game, and it was either to 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 force the OT or or, or to force the force the second OT. Uh, he had a really similar shot with which he hit, and I and I think he, it was at the buzzer too. So uh, it was similar shot. He it looked like he tried to replicate that, but he. Had two defenders, two two defenders on him, and he faded away, like uh, pretty strong. And uh, it, it, like I said, he he shied away from the contact instead of looking for contact, which was pretty much a bad decision. But uh, another point, which uh, I also found out today, uh, watching another replay of this of, of this final shot, was uh, he took this shot with. Uh, it was around two seconds on the clock, so he had a bit of time left, and uh, Jared Dudley was uh, really wide open. So I know it's really hard to, to see everything around, you know, especially what's behind your head, but uh, it could have gone that way too. So he, he could have just passed the ball to, to Dudley, and Dudley, and Dudley would have been uh, wide open for the shot. Uh, you can see that on the replay. I really recommend it. Uh, <laughs> he... It, there was time for for a pass, I think, but it was really hard to see that from from his position. So I don't blame him. But yeah, just no. It reminds me of a earlier this year, or was it this year? Gosh, it's all it's all blending together. Maybe it was December when they in New Orleans. They played in New Orleans and they're down by one, and John Wall drives. It looks like he has a chance to go to the hoop at the end, and he kicks it back out to Gary Neal who missed a game-winning shot, like 15-footer. And so then it's kind of like he did – this time he didn't drive. So I was like, oh, he should have drove. He looked like yeah. – I think he got scared by Anthony Davis in that in that, in that situation. So it's, it's almost like this is similar, but him, instead of him driving or passing to the open guy, he shot a fadeaway, and he missed. Now, granted, if he hits the fadeaway, that's all I'm buying in today, right? That's all I'm talking about. I'm You're cheering. Right. That's a, this whole this whole mood <laughs> of this podcast is – it's, it's all changed, right? Like, instead now, yeah, I'm like, totally different. Yeah, it's, isn't that how sports goes? It's like, I'll be like, oh man, wow, they survived. <laughs> what a great decision, right? <laughs> yeah, great decision. John Wall's awesome. How awesome is John Wall? Let's ignore his seven turnovers. And now we're like, oh wow, John Wall, seven turnovers, 24 shots. Instead, it's like, <laughs> you know, uh, so my thing is, is, so tough, tough game. Bart, what I want to know, you, you had, you mentioned this a little bit uh, previously. You are you are negative on their postseason chances. They currently yeah. let's, let's get let's get let's get a, let's get an update for the people. They are mm-hmm. currently now thirty and thirty two, fourteen and a half games behind the Cavs. They sit in tenth place. They are now a game and a half behind the Chicago Bulls. Two games in the loss column. The Bulls are thirty one and thirty. Pistons. Are thirty-one and thirty-one. The Wizards are now full game behind them, and it sucks because I think the Pistons lost last night, so they had a chance. Yeah. And then the Pacers are in seventh at thirty-three and thirty. So the Wizards win this game, win that game. They're thirty-one and thirty-one, and then the Pacers are thirty-two and thirty-one. Right. So that that, that was like a whole. It, it was a big big swing, and then they the Wizards also have the tiebreaker. You know, like we were like I discussed. So. Why are you so down on their postseason chances? 
mainly because uh, they've been losing those must-win games against, like I said, Pacers, Miami, um, Chicago, and they have uh, some of those games still yet to play. And uh, but I'm really doubtful they, they they could pull it off because they really have no. Uh, they can't make mistakes anymore. They can't trip. They gotta win those games against uh, their opponents that are uh, pretty much on the same level level that they are. Uh, they can't lose to below 500 teams. Um, so yeah, and they've been making those mistakes. Unfortunately, they they. Uh, I know Troy used to used to write about it that they lack a sense of uh, urgency, and that's what really see, you know it's really visible. Uh, they gotta, you know, be 100% concentrated, 100% focused on on the ball game, and they gotta be, uh, they gotta pursue the win no matter what. And and they they don't seem like they they are this way. Uh, this uh, for example, this game against the Pacers, they uh, Indiana wasn't playing that well in the second half. That that was Wizards' game for for the taking, and they just didn't do it and. I don't know, man. I hope they make the playoffs, but I'm quite skeptical. And even if they make the playoffs, and say they they they're about to, they will face uh, they will face the Cavs, and we've seen what the Cavs did with them when LeBron played. And I'm not really like looking forward to to this perspective of playing the Cavs in the first round again. So. Uh, unless they they make it to the uh, let's say seven or six seed, um, which is gonna be really really tough, especially that they aren't they haven't been able to do Windows really clutch games and uh, I don't know man uh, it's it's been really really hard for them and I, I'm not I'm not positive about it about it at all man. Wow, wow! I, I, I'm, I might have to jump off the ledge now, Bart. You got me, you got me, you got me, got, you got me thinking of flying. <laughs> no, no, I, there's a lot of fans that, that share your sentiments, and it's understandable until this team actually shows it, until this team handles success, because and handles some adversity, you know, and not just using excuses. And now a big, big part of their team, Bradley Beal, is now hurt again. And, and Alan Anderson still is on a minutes restriction, even though he has played really well. But yeah, but, really, really well. Yeah, and so now you got him, and he's playing really well, but then you're counting on a guy coming off of being out all year to now defend the best guys, and you need his shooting. It's tough, especially with Garrett Temple um, mirrored in a shooting slump, even though last night he had one of his better games in maybe a couple months. Uh, I thought he was was pretty, pretty solid. Now, uh, so this was my... Well, why I had you on, and, and well, I had you on because you know you know your stuff about NBA, but also the Polish angle. So it was Polish Heritage Night last night, Bartos. Right. You, you were missed. You were missed. Your people yeah. were out in force. Your your Polish Americans were out. It was the third one I had actually attended. I wrote uh, about the first one. Took some pictures last year. I got a bunch of videos. I'll link those again. Still a great turnout. You know, the whole time they did Polish things throughout the. Throughout the throughout the game, it was also Bullets Throwback Night too, so they were wearing those Bullets uniforms. But the funniest part is that they would have uh, they had different people eating Polish food. Gortat, they did some video segments. The ambassador was there. So the way it works too is that you know the Polish people, are, your people, are waving the flags it's like a soccer game. 
waving, yeah. wave, waving all this stuff. And then after the game, they all, they all go in the stands and Gortak comes out, uh, and talks, and talks to the people. They give out, uh, they give out prizes. They have the Polish dancers, cheerleaders, uh, Gadina. Is that how I pronounce it? Gadina. Gadina. Cheerleaders, Gadina. Uh, they're outstanding. They performed at halftime and then they also performed with the Wizards girls and they, they did, a, did some dances. Uh, for, for, for the Polish people. I didn't stay as long as I did uh, previously, the previous years, but it's a really cool thing. I know Gortat has done this. Did he do this in Phoenix? He's also done this throughout, yeah. throughout his career, it's been, right? It's, it's been the sixth, uh, Polish Heritage Night. Yeah. Well, I think it's neat too. It's like, you know, DC being an international city for him to do this with the embassy, have the ambassador there. Gortat had a bunch of Polish military. Got, uh, guys and girls come out. He, you know, he's big on them. He's big on the troops and in war. He loves tanks and <laughs> loves, <laughs> he, 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 lo- he loves being a bro. What, so it was a very neat experience. I love seeing that, especially being in an international city and Gortat really giving back to, to his people. Can you just talk about the, you know, your take on Polish night and, and him kind of being an ambassador to Americans and to Polish Americans as well? Oh, it's been tremendous, man. I, I think that uh, what he does, at this one night of the year, it's uh, way more than pretty much anyone does throughout the entire year for, for the promotion of uh, Poland in the United States, as well as just promoting basketball in Poland. Uh, well, when... Moments like when I hear Steve Buckens uh, talking Polish, actually because he learned some phrases, uh, <laughs> it's 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 just he said uh, "Witamy Polaku," which is uh, "Welcome to Polish people," and <laughs> it, I was just did, did man, he nail it? that's, did he, that's did amazing. He, did he nail it? Did he nail the accent? Did he, did yeah, he he, he, yeah, he, he he had it pretty pretty good, uh, and when you when I when you go back. Like if, I know, ten years ten years ago, we were we were thinking in Poland if we're ever gonna have uh, a Polish player in the NBA, and and now we hear uh, in an American broadcast uh, com- uh, an announcer an announcer saying Polish speaking Polish is is just I mean I mean that's amazing, and uh, I can't even talk about this enough because that's 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 what Gorta did for for. Uh, for, for Poland and for basketball in this in this country and uh, it's been just awesome awesome yeah I also I took some photos too as Buck Hans and Shanir both did the post game uh, broadcast with with the Polish uh, soccer soccer uh, flag thing on it was pretty funny the scarf the soccer scarf they had they wore it in the post game <laughs> I, I took some photos of it. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was it was pretty funny yeah because, and I also from my perspective of it. It's to see him because he has his foundation and his buddy runs it and he's had different, you know, last year he had an, a Polish actress and I interviewed her and, and to see the people. So, you know, there's a lot of people that don't speak or mostly speak Polish, but there's a lot of Polish Americans. So they'll have like a guy that translate, I think another dude, I forget who he is. And then you have the Polish media there and it's genuine. That, that's the part about it is that, you know, being an international city, living in Washington, DC, I remember seeing like Ruku Rubio, and you'll have like international, like like Brazilian people, or or, or what else do I see? Uh, uh, Alex Len, like they'll have like the embassy will plan whatever, like a uh, you know, 
guys from their country on an opposing team is in D.C. You know, Turkey. I remember with Mehmet Akur for the Jazz. Then they'll have, like, you know, an outing of the people. They'll come, and, you know, of course, I think the Wizards want to sell tickets to them, let's be honest. But then after it's over, you know, then they'll he'll go and talk to them and take photos. But this, what Gortat does, is totally different. It, it is like that in a way, but he is, like, so involved and has, like, the foundation and is organized. He's bringing people over from Poland. I mean, these these cheerleader girls, Alex, a shout-out to Alex, by the way. I know she's not listening, not, not listening, but one of the cheerleaders. Sure, um, sure. I was sending her really Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, she, just how, how, how happy they are to be in Washington, D.C., how happy they are all to be at an NBA basketball team, how it blows them away, how... She was actually kind of down on her performance, and I'm like, "Well, I thought you did good, but she was she was kind of she said they could have been better." I'm like, "What what do I know about dance routine?" Let's be honest. <laughs> uh, but you but you you get this sense that he has got this community all together from the Americans, from Poland, and, and being an ambassador. And I know it sounds cliche in a sense, like we're doing awareness and ambassador of Poland, but he really is. I mean, he's giving away tickets in the embassies. I know there, there's. A couple guys on Twitter got free tickets. They showed up. They got some food. Took their photos with him and the ambassador in the embassy. And I don't, I don't live too far away from the embassy. And I used to tweet at them uh, last couple of years trying to get a private tour. Uh, I'm still so if the embassy's listening to this, uh, I still would like one. But to, to have him involved, uh, the whole community of the DC in, in what he brings to the table, it's it is really awesome. It, it is it isn't just. Hey, I'm gonna do this because oh, they're my people, and kind of go through the motions. Like he really, really cares about all this. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's been he's been great for 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 those fans in the, the come to the games of the other Wizards, uh, especially like there is not only the, in Washington. I mean, uh, Chicago, for example, Chicago yeah, too, right? especially they, they love especially, him. They love him. They love always him. Always a lot of people. <laughs> Uh, but what's funny, he, he always tweets about fans in Chicago, right? <laughs> he always yeah. say that they're crybabies or something like that. And <laughs> he hates the fans in Chicago, but on the other hand, he has this group of Pol- Polish fans that come and visit him and, and cheer, cheer, cheer him. So, uh, but yeah. Anyway, I, I've seen, uh, not, not only, I'd like to add that not only, uh, backhand sp- to, spoke Polish, but there was, some additional stuff like they had those Polish writings on uh, on warm ups, uh, so I think it's a step uh, in the direction, right step in the direction uh, to having uh, uh, Polish uh, like uh, in game game jerseys with Polish po- Polish writing instead of wizards that would say Charo J because that's that's the translation. Uh, that would have been amazing. We have already have those, you know, lost wizards and lost bulls. So why not have, uh, why not expand it to Poland in, in uh, you know, in the future? So that would have been outstanding. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure he'd be, I'm sure, uh, Marcin would be down with that. What, 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 uh, what is the perception of him in Poland from, from someone that lives there in the media and just, Kind of describe to to the listeners what what that sports. Me- I mean, obviously, I know they're big in soccer is probably your biggest sport, right? Yeah, the, by far, by far. Okay, so then what is it like to be a well, one? What's it like to be a basketball fan, right? I'm sure that's <sighs> different, right? Because like being a soccer, right. similar to be a soccer fan in America, maybe to a lesser extent. But what is perception of what is the sports media landscape inside of Poland, and how do they cover marching? Uh, first of all, basketball is only like. 
seventh more most popular sport in Poland. So it's uh, so it's really not a popular. Uh, Polish league isn't really that good. So uh, there are many uh, NBA fans here. I think that uh, Adam Silver once said that uh, Poland is actually. Uh, at top of some rankings uh, regarding the sales of uh, League Pass uh, subscriptions, so so th- that's that's definitely cool. So it means that we have a lot of people who are really into into NBA basketball. Uh, but about Gortat, I think that we uh, have like two camps uh, of you know people how how they percept uh, percept him. Uh, he isn't that much like. He isn't that like the. Uh, uh, he isn't as liked as you would think he would be, because uh, there are some journalists, especially journalists, that that really don't like Gortat because of uh, some things like during the Eurobasket 2013 uh, in Slovenia. Uh, after some lost games, he refused to talk to them. He acted like he was, you know. Uh, I don't know who, and <laughs> and you know it wasn't really that good. He didn't have a good relationship with uh, with um, some major Polish journalists, so that was one thing. And um, but on the on the other hand, there are some people who still really appreciate it and, and try to write it write about uh, about it in, in Polish media as much as they can about those things like uh, about his work that he does with his foundation. Uh, and Polish night as well. I mean, he, that's a huge promotion for our, our country in the United States. Uh, he, uh, Gortat is really familiar with the ambassador of not only Poland in the US, but with the ambassador of the United States in Poland. So, uh, that really works on, uh, also with this, you know, political stuff. It really helps. Uh, Gortat is a, like a major figure in, in this, you know, area. And in Poland, well, uh, usually there is a, once a year there is a, uh, some recap, uh, or the, the Polish media are going to the, to Washington to, to record some, some stuff about Gortat and, and they usually do it once, once a year. And there is like a half an hour, uh, like program about Gortat and uh, or, and that's pretty much it and uh, they they usually talk about uh, in sports news about Gortat but it's like uh, you know uh, 30 seconds they uh, usually talk about uh, how well he played just say how how, ma- how many points he scored uh, how many rebounds he get he got and and what was the score and that's that's pretty much it and uh what else is? What is the criticism of Gortat? Like, what, when they when they criticize him, what do they say? When they criticize him, well, they they mostly uh, talk about the things like uh, he when he refused to play for the national team. Uh, that was uh, like the it caused a huge wave of criticism. Uh, towards Gortat and, but because he, he, I think he refused in 2011 to, to go for, to the, the Eurobasket and, and he also had some like, um, comments that he probably shouldn't have, he, 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 he probably shouldn't have said, like, uh, I think he said something like, uh, that when the, when the guys from, from the national team go, go to this Eurobasket 2011, that will, you know, 
show them their, their their place in order. So uh, what they what what do they really mean without him? And that was really uh, something that he probably shouldn't have said. Uh, now he he, he quit uh, Polish national team. He won't play for for Poland anymore after this last year's Eurobasket in France. Uh, so that was that that caused some criticism, of course. And what I said before, had those uh, relationship with journalists weren't perfect, and with uh, with most of them, I mean, I mean, with with some of those major uh, basketball journalists, he he didn't have good relationships. That's why they didn't really like him. Uh, what I what was really um, not that good uh, was. Uh, when there was this major uh, movement for to go to vote for Gortat uh, last year to so he could make the All-Star game uh i was pretty sad to see that many 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 uh, journalists uh, journalists from Poland refused to vote for Gortat just because they didn't like him and that's how he lost many votes i think that that was what 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 maybe separated him from from going to Brooklyn and starting in the All-Star game, which would have been really, really big for Poland and basketball in Poland. It would have uh, bumped the popularity of, of, of basketball in Poland for sure. Uh, so the perception of Gwendolyn isn't as good as you would as you would think, like I said before. And uh, but of course, I have to say that there are there are some journalists which really uh, write about him as it is. I'm trying to be one of them. Uh, I'm not always, uh, you know, uh, really. Uh, happy with, with with how he plays, and uh, w- when he plays a bad game, I'm writing that he that he that he didn't play well. Uh, but on the other hand, there are still some Polish media that uh, there is this um, s- standard uh, headline to to Gortat's games that another great that game Wizards lose. Gortat is great and awesome and Washington lost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, you got to really be smart about it, what, what you read about Gortat in Poland, but uh, I think that uh, what he does for Poland is, like, how, how, is, is, is great. How much is it that he's the only NBA player? You know, like, it, it, seems, it seems to us to be like, wow, you're the only NBA player from from a country, wow, you must be a big deal there, in which obviously he is, right? But how much is it, well, there isn't any other NBA players, so he kind of gets all the good and the bad, and that is that kind of yeah. spread out, right? Like, he's maybe overly scrutinized because there isn't other NBA players, and he's the only one, and so his, maybe his missteps or his his mess-ups are kind of more magnified and amplified because there's not another guy to talk about aside from him. Is that true at all, you think? Well, I, I'm not sure. I think that his uh, his uh, his games, uh, even when he he he, he plays uh, like an average game, it's overly glorified in Polish media. media. Okay, okay. Maybe, maybe oh, I mean often it happens often, right? So they rarely criticize him uh, on the basis of what he does on the court. It's rather what he uh, does off the court, and especially what he does in Poland. Uh, so uh, whatever he does in the NBA, it's not much. It, it's not that much criticized. Uh, maybe except for um, 
some tweets that he sends to the U.S. fans. Uh, you know, you know how how good that is. So, uh, he sometimes gets criticized for that, but 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 pretty much anything he does, uh, no matter how how bad of a game he plays, it's he's really he's really not not not. Uh, uh, he's still well perceived by by some some journalists. Uh, so yeah, what about, I don't think what, that, that's. What about the people? What about what about the average person? Do they know who Gortat is? The average Polish person? Yeah, yeah, they associate Gortat with NBA, so that that that's the huge part of being the only player in the NBA, uh, only uh, only only Polish player in the NBA in the NBA. So uh, yeah, I think that most people know who Gortat is. Uh, I think that more than half of the people know what team he plays for. I, I think they should. Maybe there, there some would still say that he plays for Phoenix, uh, probably. But yeah, <laughs> but but there, are, there, are, you know, uh, he's popular. He, he's a very popular sportsman over here. So, uh, or you would say athlete. So, uh, yeah, I think that uh, that fact that he's the only player in the NBA, it, it really works uh, works for him in favor in his favor. So, so there's things about Gortat that I always wonder about. Does does him and his dad don't get along? Because I, I feel like yeah. I feel like there's a really weird relationship with his father. That yeah, that, it, that, it, that, that when he would he, he, yeah. That, I mean, I'm also going through. He would make these quotes about you know because people talk about oh his dad was a professional boxer right and how right. he always wanted to be a boxer or a soccer player and like his dad and he, he kind of inferred two two different things I want to say first about his father is that one he that it seemed that he could never get his dad's approval, maybe? And that, and that when he even made the NBA and he got all this money and all this stuff, his dad would be like, yo, you still can't beat me up. Or, or you still can't do this. Like, it was a really bizarre quote. And it, it wasn't even the feature quotes, because Gortat said all sorts of random-ass stuff in an interview, you know, staring at white walls and want to be the president of Poland and want to be in the military and doing doing all these things. So those got the, the focus. But there seemed to be some type of random ass relationship that he had with his with his dad and even with his hometown he would talk about how he'd go back home and everyone just wants a piece of him and they just want all these things and and how everyone just doesn't work hard. he always be like they just don't work hard like i worked hard and how they're all scammers or con artists. i mean he didn't say con artists or scammers but it was inferring that everyone and i get it to a certain extent like i understand where people you get a bunch of money now. People, when you had no money, don't care. Now I got money. They want something, especially family members or hanger-ons or lackeys. But he really had like a derision towards people that from his hometown, and then some weird comments about his dad. Well, I can't can, can't uh, can't say much about it because we even in Poland we don't know what what the relationship really is. Uh, they're really hiding it. Uh, I. You can you can tell you can easily tell that that that, that it's not a normal uh, father son relationship. Uh, I think that really uh, my guess is that his father is just you know an old man who who doesn't really want to move his ass from from home. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he just wants to you know he, he's that kind of old man who who. You know, kind of grumpy old man. I, I would associate his, what I know about him. That that's what I would think about him. But uh, yeah, I, I'm sure. I know he. There was, um, I think, last year there was, there was a P 
piece about uh, in Polish media, a piece about uh, his Gorka's relationship with his brother, that and and they pretty much uh, got in a fight in a pub in public in in, in media. I mean, uh, so what, what was the fight? He, what was the fight about? Him and his brother. Well, I, I can I can't even remember, but some stupid, was, some stupid, some stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think his brother was saying about his relationship, how he, uh, you know, never. Maybe, maybe he, I, I'm, I don't want to, you know, say it for sure because I, I can't remember it that well. But I think it, it had to do something to do with uh, him not really. Uh, you know, not inviting uh, his parents to the states. Uh, yeah, stuff like that. You I mean you're not sharing his life with them that much? Uh, but I, I really, we don't really know everything, and that's why it's so hard to comment on it because uh, we we really don't know. We don't know what's going on. Don't know. Yeah, we don't know. We only yeah, we only know that it's it's not perfect, and it's actually far from perfect, probably. But well, how but what's really how going on? We don't know. How about his hometown? Like, where did he, where did he grow up, and what's that town like, and that community, that area of Poland? Well, that's a pretty big town uh, as for Polish standards. And uh, how big? But, how big? How big? Jeez, yeah, I have no idea. I'm gonna yeah. check. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, then again, uh, he, he's really it's uh, seven hundred thousand people. Okay, it's a big city. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah. So pretty much, but he's been giving back to the to the city. That's for sure. Uh, he his foundation his foundation is running a sports school in there. It's named after him. So it's marching toward that school. Uh, and uh, so I really think he's been giving back to the city. But uh, so it's kind of underappreciated by some, maybe by his parents or. Whoever says that 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 uh, that hasn't been giving back. Uh, so most most well, people most people respect the way that he's giving back, but there's a couple of haters, and then he goes off on the haters. Yeah, that's what it is, yeah, right? Like, yeah. So yeah, he's focused. Like he's fo- he's focusing on like the crit- the couple critics, where majority of them are, are appreciate well, him. Gor- Gortat often talks about Polish mentality. I don't know if you remember that. Yes. Uh, yeah. I I hate to say it, but but it's pretty much true. <laughs> There's, there are a lot of people uh, who, you know, uh, envy somebody's success. They don't want to see somebody succeed because that would mean that somebody is better than me. And uh, I, well, I hope, I hope I'm not this kind of person. So uh, I don't really, I don't really get it how how, how some people can be like that. But apparently they are, and. But I also think that it served him well, right? I mean, he was a second-round pick, goes to Orlando, yeah. right? Could have been out of the league in a couple of years, just some backup journeyman. And Stan Van Gundy really took a liking to him. He did work his ass off and got his big contract and worked. And Steve Nash and him ran that pick and roll, like we discussed earlier, that really blossomed him and got him the contract and got him to be, you know, one of the best, best pick and roll big man screeners there are in the league. Yeah, definitely. Uh, he he deserved it. He he worked hard for it. Uh, you have to remember that he only started playing basketball when he was 18, so it's incredibly late. Uh, he had to have have some talent, right, to 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 start playing basketball at the age of 18 and make it to the NBA. Uh, 
but uh, it's really, really hard work when it comes to Gortat, and uh, that's why maybe he he doesn't want to, you know, give something to the others for free because he he thinks that everybody should should earn earn it the same way he he did and. Uh, but I respect it, you know, it has to be respected, you, you know, he, he worked hard, he got his money, and it's well deserved, and it, and to be honest, that's not even that huge of a deal that he, that he signed with the, the Wizards. Uh, well, now with the new, the new salary cap that's gonna happen, his yeah. contract is, and he actually has made a comment about it, I think last year, that he's maybe underpaid in a way. I mean, when John yeah, Wall, yeah. John Wall's underpaid. <laughs> You know, in two years, you're going to see crazy contracts. I mean, even this summer, you're going to see insane contracts because of the salary cap going up because of the, the new TV deal and the money is going to be outrageous. So then now his deal doesn't seem as, as large as it was, even though, you know, me and you were talking about, oh my gosh, it's like 60 million. You should have a hundred. <laughs> it's hard for us. <laughs> but hey, man, like we all got jobs. We all good, get, want to get paid the, you know, get paid the most, for sure. especially yeah. if somebody else is doing the same things you're doing and they're getting paid more. But my, my other thing about Marchand, so Otto Porter went with him last summer, a lot of funny photos. Yeah. The summer before, he took photos of him and a pig. I know Dudley has been on, <laughs> on Poland trip with him before. What does he do when he goes on these trips in Poland and how are they covered in the media there? Uh, well, <laughs> I think that those camps are something special to pretty much everyone that takes part in it. The parents of the kids that are uh, that are participating in the camp, the kids themselves, uh, the players and the coaches, uh, the media, uh, the fans, everyone uh, enjoys those camps really because uh, when it comes to the players, uh, they are having so much fun in there and not only on the court, I mean especially off the court. They're, they're living like kings. Uh, Gortat really does uh all he can to to make uh make any of it, every one of his guests feel comfortable and they're living like like i said they're living like kings right in poland they uh with Otto, they had some uh, boat trips and yeah he was on like a speed boat he was in a speedboat <laughs> yeah <laughs> there was just a table full of alcohol and <laughs> you know how they do off season yeah yeah oh yeah <laughs> so yeah and for me uh, as for the uh, representative of the media uh it, it was also great it's well i have an opportunity to you know, uh, go uh, out of my house and drive 40 minutes and see an NBA player talk with him. Do a, you know, uh, uh, often exclusive interview because, uh, to be honest, those guys that he brings, um, like uh, Otto last year or Jared Dudley two years ago, Ryan Anderson in uh, in the past, uh, they're. Uh, I'm surprised that media aren't as interested in them as I am. Uh, they're often like, you know, three people, three people to in line to hear them, to, to, to talk to them, and that's awesome. That's that's a great opportunity for me to, as of a representative of media of the media, to to uh, to just you know get a glimpse of the NBA right here in Poland and. Uh, the kids are the kids obviously are enjoying it uh, tremendously. They they that's, they're probably having times or time of their li- times of their life. So it's incredible from from every perspective. It's um, 
I'm surprised that uh, those NBA players don't don't come to Poland that, that often because Gorka talked about it last year that it's really hard to convince, uh, let's say, John Wall to, to come to Poland because they're, you know, uh, kind of celebrities in the States and they have their, uh, you know, contract obligations in the offseason. They have their families. It's really hard to find a player that's ready to come to Poland. But they're, I think they're missing out on... Uh, of, on a lot on, on a lot of stuff because the way they've been living here for for just I don't know ten or ten days or or two weeks that they are in Poland they're really having great time I'm, I'm sure they they are great the red car- uh, red carpet trip red, red carpet yeah treatment. yeah, he, like yeah. Everything, is, everything is he's, he's showing exactly. them everything right he's, they're going to the best clubs yeah. eating the best food exactly shop, exactly right? going on that's Going on tanks. I mean, Otto Porter's in a tank. Great photo. I actually asked him at training camp or at the uh, media day about his experience yeah. in Polish food. And, and, and what Otto said to me, he's like, man, he's a king over there, man. They love him. And, and Otto was true. He's like, they love him. And in and, and, and marching, you know, like I mentioned earlier, he's genuine. He wants to show them, hey, what's up? You're going to treat them like the best can be treated. I'm going to give you the best Polish experience ever. And he really loves his country. And I love that. I love that. Love that about him, especially how much he loves Polish women. Uh, and yeah. he's a big fan of Polish women. So let's break some news here on the podcast. I, I have not blogged about this because I, you know, I <laughs> follow these kind of things, uh, Bartos. Uh, and, you know, I'm following Bradley Bill and his high school, or she was high school at the time, not anymore in college, you know, 21 year olds, relationships, uh, you know, who's dating who, who's with who. And we, me and you noticed recently, well, first, I, so two weeks ago, I covered the Detroit game, and all, all of a sudden, I know where Buckhands, of all people, in Gortat, it was before the game during warm-ups, Buckhands is like, can I get a photo? So Buckhands gets his phone out, his iPhone out, takes a photo of Marchant with this pretty attractive blonde girl. And I was like, dang, man. I was like, Buck-. <laughs> and so it feels like Buckhands had met her before. What's up? Gortat takes a photo. He tweets it. Uh, later, I, I see her around with some other Polish people. So then I'm like, who is this girl? And so then I, me and you exchanged some messages about it. You did some, you did some, uh, sleuthing work. Uh, you sleuth as well as me on the internet. And we found, we came to a resolution that he is dating. He has a new girlfriend. He's no longer staring at white walls, uh, dreaming about, <laughs> dream, dreaming about a girlfriend. He actually has a girlfriend and, and she is pretty attractive. Uh, I, in, you had mentioned that there were some tweets during the snowstorm that we had that he was, he mm-hmm. said in Polish he loves blonde girls or snowstorms are better with blondes or, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that he wasn't bored anymore. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't bored anymore. Tell me, tell me about this girl. You did some research well, on her. Her name is Paula Tumala. Uh, she's a model. Uh, she's known for uh, star- starring in a famous Polish video, mu- music video. And, uh, she she's been uh you know like um making her attributes really visible <laughs> that's yes. what she's famous for she, and, has, <laughs> she has she has large breasts is what you want to say yeah <laughs> pretty much <laughs> and she likes to show them in skimpy clothes yes keep going yeah, yeah. or no clothes at all yes <laughs> yes yes <laughs> So yeah, um, Gortat has recently been asked by some um, Polish media about her. Uh, did, I was going to ask you that. Had someone asked him yeah, about her. Yeah, yeah. He was asked, and and he he said he didn't want to discuss his private life. Uh, so he didn't deny that they were together. But all the Polish media are saying that they are together. And I also I think today I I, I read that um, 
I think a fan or uh, just somebody tweeted uh, this girl on Twitter uh, if she was uh, the reason why Gortat has been playing that well recently. And she... <laughs> <laughs> Did he retweet it? Did he retweet and it? She, uh, I don't know, but she, what she, what she replied was, "Yeah, hopefully." <laughs> so that's what Gortat. Yeah, is that think, what, that's what Gortat replied. No, that's what she replied. Oh, the girl! Oh, the girl! Oh, so much tweeting yeah. at the girl. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, so so that it's pretty. I'm pretty sure they're together, and uh, you can tell by the pictures that they've been in Orlando together and uh, in Washington for his uh, birthday. So, he had a bunch of people for his birthday over the All Star break. I saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, that's pretty much all I can say about her because I, uh, to be honest, I when I found out her name. I had to Google her because I had because I had no idea what, who she was, and uh, turns out she was in this famous music video. Uh, she was churring butter butter in uh, in a, like a, uh, she was churring butter in some in a music video, so so her breasts were were really visible. <laughs> Is the video and, online? Is it on YouTube? Is it, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. You have to send me the link. I'll, I'll have yeah, to. Yeah, definitely. Part definitely. of my coverage. They, they even recorded this song in English, so. <laughs> Really? <laughs> they, they had two, two versions because, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with this concept of Eurovision, that this song contest that we have in Europe, that's terrible, terrible song contest that pretty much terrible level that nobody wants to listen to it, but we have, but we have this Eurovision song contest that, uh, and, and they, they were the one sent by Poland to, to represent Poland, uh, and I even read, uh, an article on some uh, British side about that, uh, that they went two boops too far for Euro Eurovision's jury. So, <laughs> so yeah, that, that's pretty much what you uh, what you can say about it. Uh, oh well, I even now I'm reading it. Uh, so they are describing it as a soft porn. So soft porn. <laughs> you you soft also porn, yeah. so we also had a, uh, we were trying to figure out how old this girl was, and there was there was dispute of how old she was. Supposedly she's twenty five yeah, or I maybe thirty. No, she's 29, as far as I know. 29. And then she also gave an interview. You said that she's a virgin. Yeah, I read it. It was uh, like a... Uh, uh, bullshit on that, by the bullshit, way. Bullshit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that, that what I know about Marcia Gortat, the one that... Uh, that retweets um, <laughs> porn sites and, and, and loves cars and guns in the military and loves to be a bro. I'm pretty sure he's not canoodling in a snowstorm with a yeah. with a virgin. Now maybe Nene and you know they might be you know Nene. I can see <laughs> even though Nene is married with kids, and I, I can see Nene you know talking some Jesus about how I'm waiting myself so I'm found a virgin. I did not see Marcia Gortat ever with a virgin. Just gonna put that out on the record. No, 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 no way. <laughs> so, 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 so she could potentially be uh, someday the first lady of Poland because since, <laughs> since he is the oh president, yeah, so he is the president of Poland. So, so how? What I want to know: we make jokes about him being president of Poland. How serious do you think he is in this political? Because sometimes I think it's just Gortat being Gortat, but then I see his involvement in Polish. Polish media, Polish community. He obviously is a celebrity in what we're seeing in, in America with Donald Trump. Uh, God's, yeah. God help us all. But I, what is the political realities of this about marching? I know it's hard to speculate, but is it really, yeah. is it really him to ever be a politician 
in in Poland? And what type of politician would he have to be? Say when he retires, you know, five five or ten years after he retires, does he really want to do this? And what type of party would he be in? Because sometimes I don't know because I feel like he's more military, and I don't know how your politics really break out in Poland. Uh, well, how, how realistic is him being the president of Poland? Is what I'm asking essentially. Well, uh, firstly, let, let me let me say that if this Gorta's girl was about to be uh, first lady of Poland, that would mean like Kim Kardashian was the first lady of the United States. So. <laughs> <laughs> but like a B-rate Kardashian too, right? She's not even yeah, 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 yeah. So it'd be like, okay, an, it'd be uh, like an Instagram model. It'd be like an Instagram model as the first lady, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, and. And uh, about Gortat and his political plans, uh, I think that he's been mm, more. Uh, he's been he, he's like he's likely to be serious about it, but uh, uh, you, he, he often said that uh, his uh, plans may change in the future because it all depends. He when he uh, talked about this being president, uh, he, you have to remember that he was single. And uh, he 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 always said that uh, if he has a family, if he starts a family, he obviously would be less likely to become a president because he would like to spend some more time with his family. And uh, but I don't know, I don't know, we don't know how 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 things will turn out. But uh, it's I would rather treat it seriously, but not to the point that I would take it for granted. Uh, and uh, well, he would. You asked me what kind of party he would be. Yes. He would be with. Uh, uh, from what I know, he he supported uh, the party that lost uh, last year last year's uh, election. Uh, so it was a rather a left wing party, or like a center to the left wing party. And uh, now we have uh, a strong con- conservative uh, party ruling ruling Poland. So, okay, let, let me not comment on that because I don't want to make political comments right here. Uh, <laughs> let's just say it hasn't been good. Yes, <laughs> but, okay. Yes. Uh, yeah, and Gordad is probably, I would say, he's on the other side, uh, on the op- opposite side of it. So... Uh, so, so yeah, I don't. We don't know. Things uh, things change. Uh, the party that he he's been, I think he's been supporting, uh, is really losing it. Losing, uh, I mean, losing. Uh, you know, those perc- percentages and uh, so. I think that it, it may all change with him. Uh, he may uh, he might just as well start his own party as far as Gortat's concerned. So <laughs> we don't really know. I, he, what I can say is he's uh, like a center to, to left uh, kind of political option. Yeah. Well, Bartos, I, we're we are going to end on uh, Mr. Gortat. I know it is late there in Poland. Thank you so much for joining me. Do we even want to do this for a while? I'll try to get you back on uh, and and break this down. Even though you, maybe some playoff talk, but I know that you're uh, down on the playoffs. But it was good to get your insight and in, in your in your takes on everything. What what do you, I'll uh, what you, I'll I'll make sure to link everyone to your Twitter to follow you, follow your stuff. You do really good writing, and I know you're studying and. And hopefully you can get to America someday and we, we can, uh, yeah. you, you can cover this March and Gortat ride here for the, for the rest of it. And you can, you can continually be a great ambassador of our work, <laughs> our work, I hope so. I uh, hope our, so. our work in Poland. <laughs> and, and, and 
I'm sorry that the Wizards are uh, giving you nightmares. You have to finish the games <laughs> at, at 1 and 2 in the morning. But uh, thank you so much, Steve, for joining me, man. I really appreciate it, dude. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Uh, I love the pod. I'm really happy to be here. You're, you're, the, you're one of the biggest fans of this pod. I love that. Yeah. That's the role. We're going to keep doing it. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us. Uh, there is a big West Coast road trip coming on this week. I'm trying to get uh, Mr. Kyle Weedai. I've corralled him in live person, You know, the, the former old podcast host who does not listen to the show but i'll continually hammer him he's also my friend so that's why i can talk a lot of shit about him uh and we, i'm going to try to do another one maybe in person he, he got a new place in petworth so maybe he'll finally invite me over and we can we can chop up these wizards uh some more some more stuff for y'all but hey negative i know we've lost two in a row hopefully we'll get some get some wins on this road trip and sneak into the playoffs and we'll keep going so thank you everyone for support and as always Go with.